Welcome everyone to another episode of the Adeptus Ridiculous. I'm DK and I'm running out of metaphors for how I know very little about Warhammer, so we're just gonna get into this episode uh, because, you know, I've been finding it so very difficult to remember what's happened in these episodes because they're spaced so far apart. Two weeks is just like, man, what possibly happened in the last episode? Bricky, is there any way you could help amend this problem? I got this like this like shit eating grin on my face because that was a really good segue. And it's like I'm like, nice job, DK. Good one. It's a good way to segue into the fact that we hit one thousand dollars on Patreon, which means weekly episodes shall be coming out from here and into the future. And as promised, this is literally the morning after we hit one thousand and we record the next episode. Cause I said we said we would do that mm -hmm. in the last mm -hmm. one. And we are men and women of our words. We are. We are. Well, Shy might be an eldritch horror, so we don't know, you know. We truly anyway. don't know what Shy is, but you know, yeah, I'm cover I'm covering my bases. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. We're gonna but, be talking uh, yeah, a lot that's... about bases today. <laughs> and burning them down and raising <laughs> and... them and how all the people in them got massacred and destroyed and brutally tortured in a way that only Warhammer can do, I'm sure. It's the Horus Heresy, my dude. This is the big one. <laughs> but we, we, I gotta wait before we get into that because we gotta, we gotta shout on out. So, yes, we hit 1,000 on Patreon. Mm. Giant, giant fist bumps. No handholds, you know, it's COVID. To Ooh, all you gotta, the no, people. You gotta do the elbow. The elbow uh, Do the elbow. Do the hip bump. Elbow bumps. Yeah, yeah. Hip bumps. Sure, sure. <laughs> and Wear your masks when you do it. You know. Make sure. Absolutely. Double, double, uh, double bag it if you gotta. Yeah. Oof. You know, you gotta be, you gotta be alive <laughs> to hear, to hear Adeptus Ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stay safe. So with that, we had a fantastic milestone. Uh, it has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, a huge shout out to those over at the Discord server as well. They are fantastic people. We're having some mm -hmm. great conversations with them. Of course, being a part of the Patreon will get you access to the Discord server. And really, we've just been having an absolute blast over there. Uh, but oh God, yeah. not only that, but it's a perfect time now, too, because this is this is the one. This, this is, is the, the Horus Heresy. Yeah, this is the Horus Heresy. This is the big one. Uh, this is arguably the most important single event in all of Warhammer lore. I mean, Ooh. you might be like, ah, oh, Necrons and old ones and stuff. You know, that, that's, that's pretty dang big. But we're talking about the fact that there are 11 books because <laughs> if you say more than 11 as a hyperbole, people are like, actually, Bricky, it's 11. Shut up. <laughs> we shut see you, up. comment section. We see you. We this see podcast, you. podcast, but we read those comments. That's not the point. The point, I don't have to get it exact. I'm just saying there's a lot of goddamn books. Actually, books. Actually, truth be told, if I'm, if I'm being actually quite often, it does mean I'm doing my job right because the whole point oh, yeah. of this podcast is to condense everything. And if I, I'm actually dreading this one a little bit because the amount of actuallys I'm probably going to hear from this one, the Horus Heresy, the biggest one, is going yeah. to be rough. So I'm, I'm bracing myself. 
this is the topic. When I first started in, I was like, oh, I like painting Warhammer minis for fun and don't care about the lore. Everyone was still like, but you should probably read the Horus Heresy. You should probably know what happened in the Horus Heresy. It's the big thing. It's, it's, it's emps. It's depraved. It's holy shit. And, and yeah, so this, even if you know nothing about Warhammer, you still, you still know about the Horus Heresy. And that, and I mean, there's like that little famous image you get of Horus and the Emperor, and uh, and like kind of that old, like, I don't know what the drawing style is, but it's it's pretty plastered all over the place. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. really, <clears throat> I had to get all of my heresy coughs out before we get really into this. Uh, you so, don't want to be you don't want to be pro- practicing heresy while talking about the Horus heresy. That's... I don't play Death Guard. I'm not a Nurgle <laughs> man, but with that all under wraps. I'm going to be talking about four major events uh, in this thing. Obviously, we're going. To, it's probably going to be a longer episode than normal. Uh, but overall, the four main events I really want to touch on are going to be the burning of Prospero, which involves Lehman Rust and Magnus the Red. We you have did nothing the, wrong. Nothing. Well, we'll see about that. Uh, <laughs> we have the Isvan Three atrocity, which is also uh, less important compared to the Isvan Five massacre, also known as the Dropsite massacre, which we will also talk about, but important nonetheless. Uh, as I said, Dropsite massacre, and then of course the siege of Terra and the battle on the Vengeful Spirit. Uh, there are plenty, and oh, I do mean plenty of things that I will be skipping over, but I'm hoping to cover them in their various Legion episodes we do. So, for mm. instance, like I'm going to say now, Mortarian and the Death Guard joined Horus in his heretical campaign to overthrow the Emperor. Now, he didn't just be like, you know, I'm down for that, man. Let's do it. <laughs> there's a whole thing with this douchebag named Typhus. There's a, there's a whole thing, but we'll talk about that whole thing in his respective episode. The uh, only thing we'll, we will really cover uh, involving that kind of thing will be the Thousand Suns, which is the Magnus, which is the Burning mm-hmm. of Prospero. But for everyone else, the World Eaters, the Iron Warriors, names that you probably don't even know, they'll have their own individual episode on how they turn traitor. Sweet, sweet. Looking forward to Typhus because the last episode you said his mini fucks. And he's, fucks. <laughs> and he's what? He's kind of like Erebus or something, I think you said? Yeah, he's like the Death Guard version of Erebus. He's kind of like a like a douchebag. Um, oh. And he kind of wanted more than he got. But he's kind of the reason the Death Guard turned traitor, give or take. But he's also real stinky. Well, all the Death Guard are real stinky, aren't they? Like, real this thing. Stinky. They're just like... They've got stomachs that have big mouths and teeth and tongues, and they're all decaying. Yeah, nasty boys. So let's get into this, shall we? Let's shall. Let's let's shall. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, as time, if we like, do a little recap. Uh, Erebus, while you know it may not have all been him, he certainly helped. Uh, mm. Causing lots of problems. Lorgar received the largest public spanking of all time. Um, and then because of that, Erebus is like, hey, I know some gods that, that don't mind worship. And so <laughs> now the word bearers have basically turned traitor at this point. They're all gone. Um, now, also, Horus and the lunar wolves or Luna wolves, he had his little vision after being shanked. You know, he saw the emperor being a horrible, horrible guy and all this bad things going on. It's like, oh, I got to 
you know, he's I gotta get rid of the emperor. He's a, he's stupid. But as all these <laughs> things come out, come about and about, uh, I'm skipping over a large portion of the recruitment of everyone. But in the long and short of it, basically what our main man Horus did is he got about three to four other legions to go with him. The, you had the Sons of Horus, which were the Luna Wolves, Horus's group. Mm -hmm. uh, you had the World Eaters with Primarch Angron. Can you guess wow. what Angron's stick is? He's angry? He's so fucking angry that he removes <laughs> the parts of his brain that didn't make him angry so he could be angrier. <laughs> this is not a meme. Did he really? He, he just, actually like, lobotomized did. All, the, all of the parts of his brain that didn't make him angry just yep. so he could always be angry. Yep. Angron. It's <laughs> such a Warhammer thing to I do. I know. It's the best. <laughs> Um, then you had the Death Guard. You know the Death Guard. No, the uh, then Death you had Guard. also the Emperor's Children with the Primarch of Fulgrim, which is uh, oh. in, in competition with Sanguinius for the sexiest Primarch. Um, <laughs> Emperor's Children do turn Slanesh at some point as well. Oh, um, all of they're, them. They're they're the they're like the the main four, right? Horus, okay. World Eaters, Death Guard, Emperor's Children. All those boys turn traitor. Um, and I guess I'll, I guess I could start off with the Isvan three atrocity, and then we'll move into Prospero. Okay. So basically, all these boys they decide you know they've turned traitor. They've all joined Horus's crusade. And in the beginning, you know, it wasn't quite all like it wasn't just just all like yeah, chaos gods, chaos gods, chaos gods. It, it was very much like a usurp the emperor civil war kind of coup. It, it wasn't really meant to be. Like, oh, yeah, blood for the blood god. I, I just, I can't wait to kill people. It was mm -hmm. very much like it started off with that. The emperor is an unfit leader. Horus knows uh, what he's doing better. <clears throat> Gotta get rid of him. So it started off for, like, just reasons. Like, they weren't looking to, like, widespread chaos and take over the universe or anything like that. It was just, like, emperor is bad. Like, we need a new leader. This is, like, he's he's going to ruin everything. It wasn't necessarily just like, oh, yeah, spread chaos gods. Yeah, pretty much. As far as it comes out. Well, I mean, obviously, at that point, Horus, after his vision and accepting the ritual, he's kind of a servant of the gods. Uh, yeah. But he doesn't really know it. And he's not necessarily attempting to to know it, right. so to speak, because, you know, obviously, he's being very, very cautious of what he's trying to do. Mm -hmm. um, however, the first thing, and this is a generally an issue that everyone tends to have, is that whenever you do any kind of coup, you know, not everyone in your group is turning traitor. You mm. know, like like some mm -hmm. people aren't necessarily going to turn traitor. And in fact, about two thirds of all these various legions went traitor, but about a third of them didn't. Oh, and, and that's you know that's a problem. Now, that's obviously, obviously, this other third didn't know. Two thirds went traitor, but even so, they were like, "Okay, you know, this is a uh, this is a problem we got right here." Yeah. So their simple plan—it it was a very simple plan. Basically, those one third people—they got sent down in the Is—I believe it's the Isvan system—is why it's Isvan three, Isvan five. You know, mm -hmm. and basically, what happened is that with with everything going on, your your good man, your good man, either Biggie or I think it was maybe Rogel Dorn or someone. Said, hey, there's an insurrection down here on Isvan 3. Uh, things got bad. The planetary governor is a, is a shit. Something's going on. You need to take your boys and you need to attack uh, this planet. 
and mm. deal with the problem, whatever the problem really was. It's it's not important. So they yeah. sent all of those one third people down there. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> this is uh, oh no. <laughs> and uh promptly, directly after sending all the loyalist guys down there, they virus bombed the planet. Like Of course they did. Of course they did. They just <laughs> they, they did. just saturated it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So the first thing they do, you, you got to get rid of the loyalist people. So you know what? Hey guys, go down there and fight the war. And then from their their ships, they just went. Fucking! It was it was pretty bad. They're just like, oh oh no, here comes poison from the sky. Yikes! It was pretty. Wait, so yikes. what it, what exactly is a virus bomb? Does it literally just is it just like it decays whatever it touches or pretty much? It's, it's like it's like firing down like. Remember, like, white phosphorus from, like, Spec Ops The Line and shit? Oh, God. It's like that? But, like, way worse. It, it would, it oh! like, it, it's like parasites. It eats flesh. It, like, burns through armor. It, <laughs> oh, God. It, That's it's, terrible. It's, <laughs> yeah. I, it basically is just, like, like I'm going to saturate this. I'm going to turn the planet's oxygen to anthrax. It's, oh, Jesus. <laughs> you can't yeah. just nuke them? Like, no, you can't just nuke them. They might live. Oh, that's true. Everybody lives through the nuking in Warhammer. That's right. There's always some asshole that survives the nuking. Look at Krieg. Yeah, the Krieg thrived on nuke on yeah. new planets. Yeah, and they're yeah, just yeah. guardsmen. They don't give a yeah, shit. That's true. It, it, you gotta have the. It's known as the life for sure. Do it. Yeah, absolutely. This is known as the oh. life eater virus. <laughs> so. <laughs> What a it's, great name. <laughs> yeah, it's well, here's the thing. It's genetically designed to quickly spread and destroy all organic cellular structures it infects, reducing all planetary life, whether flora or fauna, to undifferentiated organic sludge of biochemicals <laughs> and Christ. organic ba- uh, organic <laughs> gases as a byproduct, both of which are highly flammable. Oh, of course. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who made this? I don't know. Probably the emperor. Oh, yes. <laughs> As far Probably as I'm concerned, M's. it's his fault. All right, cool, cool. Everything is going to be the M's fault this episode, I think. Which Pretty is much, fair, right? Yeah. So, uh, I, basically, I mean, some lived. You know, some had took a shelter because I have to mention him because if I don't, someone will, you know, Luton will be at my door with a gun. Um, <laughs> a, a death guard, I think he's a captain named Nathaniel Garrow, f- figured out what was happening uh, a little bit beforehand, and he was like, "Yo, dudes, you're about to get fucked." Get indoors. And so a couple of people survived and they had to they had to kind of like do a siege for a bit, which cost Horace quite a bit of time, which, Mm. you know, he was rather annoyed by that. But Nathaniel Garrow and uh, a group of he was a death guard captain with like a vessel. He he bailed and he was like, I got to warn everybody. Oh, my God. Horace is traitor. No. So he he ran. I mean, I think without his actions, I think like chaos would have taken over. Because oh. they wouldn't have had time to like reinforce the Terra and shit, right? So right. there is a, a pretty damn good chance that uh, they would have won without this guy's help. But I only mentioned him a little bit. I'll talk more about him when we talk about the Grey Knights and Makador the Sigilite because he takes a big role in that. But mm-hmm. I have to mention him because if I don't, people are going to get mad at me. <laughs> so that <laughs> happens. Get mad regardless. So who cares? Uh, really? Yeah, they are. But you know, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, so that happens. 
you know that that's that's what happened it occurred everyone went crazy and they and they went through the murder and they did their virus bombing and then that's that's it's fun three i'm covering that one pretty quickly because it's not i don't want to talk too much about it but Oof. let's talk about uh the battle of prospero next now i'm not okay. quite sure the timeline at which each of these things occur um, so i might have like oh this may have occurred like before or after it's von three that's not really the point it's just like these are the major events um, okay. All I do know is the drop site massacre in Siege of Terra last. Uh, okay. So, the Battle of Prospero. Do you know what planet Prospero is? Uh, I know that that is Magnus and the Thousand Suns planet. Let's and... talk about Magnus. Yeah, let's talk about Magnus and how he did nothing wrong. They were so, just nerds trying to study up on the they, Psyker stuff, they right? They were just nerds, bunch of nerds. And you know bunch what happens nerds. to nerds? They get their ass beat. <laughs> so, <laughs> we were all Big nerds. Jocks. By the stupid wolfy jocks. Yeah, the wolf jocks came and fucked everything up. Magnus got picked last for dodgeball, and he's like, I, I refuse. How dare he? <laughs> so, we, I, did we we covered the part where Magnus was like, yo, Big E, this, uh, dad, this is some great psyker shit. And his dad's like, never do that again. Yeah. <laughs> Don't study psyker stuff. It's yes. bad. So, And I Magnus, won't tell you why. I'm not, I'm not saying why. Don't you dare do that. Yeah. So Magnus went home and he was like, I'm, I'm going to do it because my dad's stupid and he doesn't understand. He doesn't get it. He doesn't you rule know, he, my life. It's not a phase. He doesn't understand me. <laughs> um, but obviously Magnus was like such a powerful sorceress. Look at all of this power at my fingertips. Like, like why in the hell shouldn't I use this? Mm-hmm. It's quite obvious that he he really wanted the emperor to see how powerful and useful the psychic powers are because yeah. he, he wants him to, you know, he wants acceptance from his, from his dad. Mm-hmm. And so he decided to reach into the warp and, and he tried to get like a, like a vision or right? he had a vision. Yeah. And his vision, he, he saw everything. He saw a horse. He saw a horse turn traitor. He saw the death guard, the, all the legions mobilizing. He saw everything. And he was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. But ironically, the one thing he didn't see was his own fate. Ah, uh, yep. Only one person. The only one person didn't know what happened. And that was him. He saw Horus. He saw Lehman Rust. He saw everyone. But he didn't see what happened to him, which was obviously mm. the work of our uh, good friend Zinch, the, ah. the trickster douchebag he is. <laughs> Because Zinch decides to be a little uh, little asshole and mess around with fate quite a bit, as we know. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if if Magnus had seen what he was to become, this whole thing would also have been prevented, I suppose. Exactly. <laughs> so what Magnus did, he's like, I need to warn the Emperor immediately. And now, and at the same time, what he could have done is just travel to Terra. Well, pick he, up the phone and call dad. Come on. Yeah, just pick up the phone. <laughs> just pick up the phone. He didn't He didn't want to do that. And this is probably why the people call Magnus an idiot, because he didn't yeah. do this. Yeah. Well, he wanted, he wanted to prove the usefulness and the power of his psychic abilities. He wanted to prove how useful and important this kind of thing is. And he wanted to, he's, I'm going to prove it to my dad. So what he did was instead of flying there, he reached out to the emperor psychically. He decided yep. to speak to him from a long distance that way because the emperor is also a psychic. 
Yep, you know, he is. It he's works. A big psyker. Yeah. He's a big psyker. So big what Magnus did is he actually ended up creating like a, like a version of himself, almost like a hollow projection, right dead center in the Imperial Palace, right next to his dad, through all of the warp manifesting and all that craziness. And he was like, Dad, shit's fucked. Horus <laughs> turned traitor. Everything's gone to, to shit. Everything is, oh my God, it's so bad. Holy crap. What do you think the Emperor did? Um... I, I I would assume uh, at first hearing that his best boy Horus turned traitor, he'd be like, fuck you, that's bullshit, um, and not believe it. Uh, close. Ah. Uh, I mean, I mean, pretty, pretty much. Basically, the emperor we were talking was working on the Webway project, right? Mm-hmm. But in order to be uh, make the Webway project, he needed a gigantic psychic barrier to stop demons from causing him problems. Oh, right. And so, do you know what Magnus's little stunt did? It Doesn't it, like, collapse the whole fucking thing? He he took a sledgehammer to one of the windows. <laughs> and then all of, like, the, the chaos warp shit goes crazy, and, like, don't, like, uh, uh what is it, like, thousands of psychers just instantaneously come or something? Yep, a shitload of psychers in the Imperial Palace just straight up die, and Ooh. and all and Malkador's like, oh no, what the hell? And <laughs> ba- basic, basically, he blew a giant hole in his freaking webway project, and now demons can get in. Yeah. And, and now, which means demons can enter, like like Terra, like Earth, right yeah. where he's standing. And it's like, yeah. Magnus, you dumbass. <laughs> He didn't know. He, he how was he, he supposed? To, you know, if if Ems was like, hey, you know, if you if you do this, you know, you're gonna punch a hole in this thing, and it's gonna ruin the project, and Terra's gonna be fucked, and you well, know, he, he even, could have warned him. Even more than that, like <laughs> Magnus didn't know what he was building on Terra because Ems didn't tell him why he left. Yeah, that's true. He didn't. He had no reason to be cautious of it. No, he had no idea. So naturally, this forces the emperor to now stay on like the golden throne to constantly mm. keep the demons out, like <laughs> never endingly. But yeah. the emperor is is furious, not only for fucking up his project, but also he's like Magnus specifically went against his orders. Yeah, he said he, he said don't do psychic <laughs> shit, and, and and then he's like I'm gonna war my dad through psychic shit. Like no. Yeah. <laughs> How did you think he was going to react? So basically with that, the emperor now being forced to be on the throne to keep the demons out the whole time because of the giant hole he created, <laughs> uh, went to Lehman Russ and he was like, hey, Lehman Russ, I need you to go. Like Magnus is obviously the traitor. Look what he's oh. done. <laughs> yeah. You need to go capture him and bring him back to Terra for justice. And Lehman Russ is like, yeah, I'll, I'll get that fucking nerd, dude. Yeah, woof, 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 woof. <laughs> I don't know why. I could just picture just like all of like Lehman Russ and his whole, uh, uh, what is he, the Space Wolves? Space Wolves. All just going woof, 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 like, you know, uh, uh, Got nerds to stick into a walker. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, they all they all have the just one hand them. in the air, and they're woof, just like woof 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 woof. woof. 
so on his way to Prospero, now Magnus right now realizes kind of what he did, and he's like, "Oh man, I'm ah fucked. darn." So he <laughs> yeah, so he kind of just he just chilled, and yep. eventually uh, Lehman Russ and his full on fleet of the Space Wolves ended up orbiting the planet. But what Magnus didn't do, and he used his psychic powers to this, he made it so that they were not aware of the Space Wolves' like arrival. So when the oh. Space Wolves got... He, it's like, kind of like a penance, right? Oh, as like, Kind of like okay. an idea, like, I'm, I'm very sorry for what I've done. I have made a, a horrible error. So, like, his mm -hmm. orbital batteries, his anti-aircraft cannons, all that stuff was not activated at oh, all. Oh, so, so they wouldn't even defend themselves when their retribution came. They would just take it as well, sort of like penance? Well, so originally space, like Lehman Russ's plan or his orders were to capture Magnus and bring him back sure. to justice. O along the way, this this guy called Horus, not known by, the, by Lehman Russ to have turned traitor, was like, mm -hmm. yeah, Lehman, new orders. Emperor wants you to fucking burn his place to the ground and kill Magnus. Oh. And Lehman Russ was like, woo, 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 hell yeah. <laughs> woo, 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 yeah, 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 go, go, go. He, I mean, Magnus and Lehman did not like each other. Lehman in particular did not like Magnus. He thought all that witchcraft sorcery shit was a bunch of malarkey. He, ha he hated all the book reading. He's like, why aren't you fighting and, and got wolves and shit? Why are we some kind of nerd? <laughs> like they they did not like each other. They yeah. and so for him he's like, all right, <laughs> I guess what I'll kill him. <laughs> Leaving Russ is such a jock. Oh my god, he's 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 not a very good guy. No, <laughs> he maybe should have he's, done what he did. Yeah, he's oh oh boy, I didn't like Lehman Russ before. Don't really like him now. <laughs> he's a bit of a jock. He's, he's a bit of an asshole. Uh, so Lehman Russ, um, with everything going on, and Horace was like, yeah, kill them all. And Lehman Russ was like, all right. He then began opening up an orbital bombardment on, on uh, Prospero. And Oof. with and the Thousand Suns were caught woefully off guard by this. Yeah, I imagine so, since they, uh, all their all their stuff was turned off. Like they they suffered casualties in like the hundreds of thousands, like all the civilians. Oh. It was it was real bad. It was an absolute slaughter. And by the time they actually kind of because they were all sorcerers, so they they have like these giant pyramids and stuff on their planet, mm -hmm. hence why they have like a, that Egyptian theme. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they had like eventually when they kind of got their stuff better, uh, when they start kind of regroup, they were able to create like psychic force field bubbles. You, know, you play Mass Effect, like biotic barriers and shit. Mm, sure, sure. Stuff like that to keep people away. And then eventually, you know, I'm paraphrasing a lot because this is a big battle. I'm pretty sure it's like a whole book or two or twelve. I don't know. Don't actually me. <laughs> But, uh, you know, eventually the tide turns a little bit, and then, like, okay, the Thousand Suns psychic powers are starting to really cause Space Wolves problems. But then, uh, did I talk about the Sisters of Silence at all? I don't rem I don't think so. So, uh, do you know what a blank is? Did I talk about a, a blank? blank? Or a pariah? I don't think I did. Okay, long story short, everyone has a soul in the warp, right? Okay. These are people who have a genetic fault where they don't have a, a soul in the warp. 
And so oh. if you're near them, you experience large amounts of like being uncomfortable. Like like it's almost like they're radiating like a, just a massive aura of uncomfortableness and you don't like them. The Sisters of Silence in particular are like um they're all they're all mute or they choose not to speak, but they work with the the custodians for the emperor. Their uh-huh. main goal though is anti-psyker because it may make a normal person uncomfortable, but a psyker like loses their fucking minds. Like oh. all of these sorcerers were trying to attack, and then the Sisters of Silence came by, and the, it's like a giant null zone of like removing your soul from the area. So all of the sorcerers started like like puking blood, and they started like scratching at their helmet necks to try to pull their helmets off because they couldn't breathe, and they're like ripping the flesh from their throats. Like, oh it, God, it's it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, any kind of death is preferable to uh, a psyker being near any kind of like blank. It's oh, it's horrible. God. It makes you go insane. It, you'd rather pull your eyes out than actually be near these people. They're pretty awful. Jesus, they're pretty freaking awful. Um, they look really cool though. The the sisters look pretty great. The sisters of silence. Yeah. That is. Should I put so, up a couple pictures in the in the Discord? They are very cool. They're super cool looking. But um, eventually they deployed those, and then the then the psychers of Magnus went got even more Ooh. fucked up, and and this during this entire time during this long battle, Magnus is just kind of chilling in his big pyramid, like not fighting, not taking a part of it, because he really just didn't know what to do. And wow, really? He just, he was just chilling because like I don't know what to do. I guess I'll just let everybody die. He he's like he wants to have penance for what he did, but at the same time, you know, his legions dying and. He really just, he didn't know what to do, because if he went out to attack back, that would kind of cement himself as the traitor. Yeah, it sure would, wouldn't it? Yeah, like, obviously, you could say that these guys are defending themselves, but Magnus coming back, like, that could be a big part. So, oh yeah. yeah. eventually, after enough time, he went to his uh, closest advisor or a captain or something. This guy named Araman. And, mm. and Araman, he's like, hey, I'm Araman. They got this, this crazy jewel, all right? And it looks like a scarab or something in a big old fucking pyramid. When it, uh, I would want you to go there and do this ritual. And he's like, "What the hell will it do?" And he's like, "Don't worry, you'll know. You'll know what to do when you do the ritual. <laughs> don't worry, buddy. <laughs> don't worry about it." Sure. In Warhammer, when someone says, "Don't worry," immediately I, as the the listener, I'm like, "Oh boy, I'm worried. I'm worried. Uh, <laughs> I'm real worried now." <laughs> so then came the big, the big hardcore moment, which was Magnus. Coming out of his little temple, clad in his giant golden armor and his nipple horns. And <laughs> he just came on out and he just started bodying people. Just Oof. like mind mind lightning bolts, like ripping people apart with all of his psychic Jesus. powers, glaving, like, you know, Magnus is out there. But then your boy Lehman Russ came. And this becomes one of the, the more iconic fights is the Lehman is the, the wolf versus the Crimson King. Mm-hmm. And then you had your your Lehman Russ versus versus Magnus fight, and yep. did they go hard? <laughs> they went so hard. Fucking Magnus like did all of his lightning powers and all of his psychic powers, but Lehman Russ he's just he's such a savage. He's so fast and he's so tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's can I don't know. You remember that part in um The Dark Knight Rises? Most of the fight scenes in The Dark Knight Rises I don't think are like particularly fantastic, but there's like the uh-huh. ending fight between Bane and Batman, and Bane is just like swinging like mad. He like breaks oh, like yeah, a yeah, he breaks yeah. like a pillar or something. Mm-hmm. It's it's like Lehman Russ is like that times ten. Like he's just oh. he's a flurry. <laughs> he's just a blur. 
and Jeez. after enough time, like I oh God, they they suffered so many injuries. I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Lehman Russ uh, dislocated and snapped one of Magnus's arms, so he couldn't do oh. all this stuff. He I think he shanked one of his eyes out. Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's because he has like his his eye is a big important psyker thing, and so oh, okay. he was just like shank, and shank, that shank. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> I think Lehman Russ got punched in his breastplate so hard it shattered and destroyed one of his hearts. Um Because they have multiple hearts because they're you know, sure fancy they're, fancy. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, of course, in true Jock Lehman Russ fashion, he uh, lifts up a broken bloodied magnus oh and then fucking drives him into his knee and and, uh, and performs a good old backbreaker uh he gives him the batman break huh he does it he does the good old all the way over his head right over the knee and he breaks his damn spine damn. break your back make you humble that that's one of the constant memes is like magnus's spine <laughs> being broken is always a constant joke mm, poor magnus <laughs> poor magnus <laughs> So, so Magnus is like super psycho, right? Oh yeah, hardcore. Is is there a reason they didn't just send one of the sisters of silence to just be like sup and just make him go like stir crazy because he's a psycho and well, I mean, they, don't they fuck up psychers? They they do, but as with psychic energy, as anything like that, there's always like levels. You know, like sisters of silence ah. might might really harm Magnus, but it's not necessarily going to be like his full kryptonite. Uh, gotcha. Whereas like lesser psychers would have lots of problems, maybe demons would have lots of problems, but it's the same oh. reason why Lehman Russ, even though he was getting attacked by psychic energy, and even though Lehman Russ is not a psyker, because normally you mm -hmm. want like a psyker to fight a psyker, right. he's just, he's too, he's too strong, he's too tough. Oh, okay, so Magnus is at such a different level that it just doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, pretty much, yeah, I, I, I say that, yeah, a whole new okay. level, I go with that. Yeah, he's yeah, in a whole can... new world, yeah. I wasn't really thinking. I was thinking like, oh, maybe he's just like a certain. He's got like blessings of Zinch. Maybe I'm like, no, I think he just is at a different level. Okay. Um. So after the great backbreaker, after the the wrestling move <laughs> and everything, and after all, and then all the wolf boys are back there, like, woof, woof, woof. Um. <laughs> Armin led led his slightly over one thousand. Eh. Eh. Re re remaining <laughs> remaining uh, members of the uh, thousand sons. Ah, yeah, ah, yeah. ah. Yeah, look, at, look at that! Look at those guys. Huh? Would have known. Yeah, I he like led to them call back. Them the thousand sands about, anyway, about to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Armin went up to the the jaded like the, the little jade in the breastplate, and uh, as Magnus was like basically just about to die, as uh, Lehman Russ was about to shank the shit out of him, mm -hmm. um, he said to Armin, "He's like, quote, this is my last gift to you." And as that last psychic spell that Armin casted with the Scarab Jam, him, all the rest of the Thousand Sons, and Magnus just disappeared. Oh. Sent right into the warp. Oh. Just, okay. Yep. Right uh, uh, into the Eye of Terror to and uh, materialize onto a, a demon world known as the Planet of Sorcerers. Uh, which, oh, well, that seems like a good place for them to be. I mean, if you got to be somewhere in the demon world and you're Magnus and the Thousand Suns, I guess, a you know, that's that's, a, that's an okay vacation spot, right? I'd say it's decent. Yeah. Uh, now, could I'm be not, worse. I don't you wanna, could be dead. You could be dead. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to get too far into uh, how they turn into dust and everything. But, mm -hmm. you know, 
they're all dust now. <laughs> um, they're they're, they're all dusty boys. Yep. Most pretty much all of them, I think, besides like Armin and a few. Mm-hmm. But at this point, this is basically when Magnus was like, I, I have nothing at this. I have nothing. My father has betrayed me. My brother has nearly killed me. There is literally only one avenue I can go, and that's to be a servant of Zinch. Oof. Like this, this truly is the last. I, either he was tricked into it, or simply put, he chose it because, like, he was Magnus. They say did nothing wrong because he was literally backed into a corner. Yeah. What, he what else really could he do have done? Anything else other than die? Yeah, and that's really the t- only choice <laughs> he had, right? Yeah, like, what are you gonna do? Be like, I should have died, loser. <laughs> <laughs> Lehman Russ is like, yeah, you should have died, bitch. Oh yeah, he's he's pissed. Lehman Russ is so pissed. He was so excited for that death. He he wanted to <laughs> and it just fucking take his head away. and make it like a trophy. You know, it's it's wolf boys. They're like Vikings. Oh yeah, he probably would have made a big old trophy out of Magnus too. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah, he's he, he had no. He had no despair. Like a lot of times in the heresy, the brothers fighting brothers are like they don't feel good about it. But Lehman Russ was like, "Yeah, backbreaker! Woo! I'm on my trophy, bitch!" That's the Undertaker, <laughs> a pile driver. So that was basically the burning of Prospera. We'll talk a little bit more about it when we talk about the Thousand Sons. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, good old, good old Prospero, good not old doing Magnus. hot. Didn't do anything wrong. Just did things out of sheer ignorance. Yep. Just and you know you could argue the emperor was a big fault of that. Yep. Yep. I, it's the emperor's fault. Very clearly, Magnus did nothing wrong. Very clearly. Very clearly. Indisputable. <laughs> so, with the battle of Prospero, dumb. Um, I'm not quite sure if that this was like while the next thing, the drop site massacre, or also known as the Isvan Five system was going on at the same time or around the same time or something but mm-hmm. this is arguably uh, with the exception of the final battle is is the major turning point in the heresy this is the big one okay. the big one because at the time Horus now that they've been warned because good old Nathaniel Garrow our king mm-hmm. warned them of Horus's treachery and so now you had the Horus you had the death guard the emperor's children and the world eaters right but unbeknownst to everyone else, the Alpha Legion, Iron Warriors, Night Lords, and the and, oh, and the Word Bearers, which they actually didn't know the Word Bearers turned traitor. Technically, <laughs> how uh, could they not know at this I point that the word- <laughs> don't know, dude? <laughs> After what they did to the Word Bearers, like yeah, I'm sure they'll come help us out. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure Lorgar's forgotten all about that. You know, that burning that down his yeah, public spanking. Yeah, yeah, kneeling in his in the ashes of everything that he loved and and held dear. I'm sure he forgot that. No, it's fine. <laughs> the the uh, the four <laughs> of them are sanctioned on Isvan Five, the fifth world of of the Isvan system or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so Big E and all the boys are like, go get him, <laughs> fuck him up, get get him. So that's what they do. So a bunch of loyalist factions make their way down there. Three, in fact. The Iron Hands, led by Primarch Ferris Manus. Uh, the Iron Hands are like a Mechanicus Space Marine faction. They believe that oh. flesh is weak. They have like lots of tech and vehicles and servo arms and lots of uh, bionic upgrades. They, they take a lot of metal and they, they put okay. them on there. Hence the name is, Iron Hands. Is that like an ad mech, like uh, sub faction? Or is that oh, no, just this completely is a space, different? 
It's a Space Marine Legion. Right, but they sound very Admech. Well, I say that they're like Admech just because they probably, I think they work closely with Admech and they have a lot of Admech upgrades. Oh, but no, okay. they just they just happen to be one of the Space Marine Legions. Oh, okay. They're not like I a mean, spin-off splinter faction of whatever. Nah, nah. I mean, every, everything and everyone that's fighting right now is a Space Marine Legion in its own right. Because gotcha. uh, there's like 18 of them. They just uh, sounded so Admech. It's very <laughs> Admech. It's, it's the Space Marines version of Admech. Yeah. Uh, then you had the Raven Guard. Uh, these are jokingly known as your edgy boys with Primarch uh, Corvus Corax. They have lots of like black and white armor with ravens and big birds. I mean, birds. they're the Raven Guard. What do you expect? Of course they're edgy. <laughs> they're meant to be like stealth specialists, and they're also like they they're big into like jump packs. You know, like jet packs, oh, okay. like, like the the winged idea, and they have like claws of lightning and all this kind of crap. Uh, and then the cool, Salamanders, though. which are my personal favorites. Oh yes, Shy just posted a picture of one of their Raven Guard models. Uh, I believe wow. that is a Craven Shrike. He's actually he's a e- really cool model, but his hairdo is something he, else. He's got the emo swoosh. I know he there does. <laughs> the armor is badass, and the jetpack is super dope. But that swoosh, come on, man! He's got he's got the over one eye swoosh. I know. <laughs> how do they? How does he fly like that? With only like his depth perception is all off. <laughs> And then last but not least, yeah, the Salamanders. Uh, my personal favorite Space Marine faction. Uh, the, the Salamanders are one of the first founded with Primarch Vulcan. Um, the Salamanders are all black, uh, but like not like modern day black, where, you know, like you could say like people who are black nowadays, it's more like a dark brown color. Like they have mm-hmm. like pitch black, like ash colored skin. Oh. Like it oh. is very dark and they have blazing red eyes. Because uh, their their planet was a horribly volcanic planet known as Nocturne. Ooh. Um, yeah, Shai just posted a picture of them in, uh, in yeah, the Vulcan. Discord. God, I mean... Lots of uh, uh, dragon heraldry as well. Lots of dragon heraldry. <laughs> I was going to say, they would look so fierce, but the contrast between the ash skin and like the red eyes with like this bright green armor just looks so fucking goofy to me. I'm not a like, big fan I can't of the take green that armor. Guy serious. I can't I'm not take a big this fan of serious. the green armor. I agree. The, the the glowing red eyes does make them a little goofy. I will admit. It, um, yeah, it looks it looks a little strange. It should be like I don't know, like black with like red tinted uh, metals or something. I don't know. I, ironically, they're actually what is known as the nicest Space Marine Legion. They're the only group. <laughs> they're the only group to allow uh, their Marines to still visit their families. And they oh, constantly wow. put civilian life over their own lives, which Space Marines do not do. And oh. they even they're even like master crafters. They they forge their own weapons, they maintain them themselves, they're like blacksmiths. Okay. They're they're actually super cool, but ironically, they're huh. also the biggest Space Marines. Like their gene seed. Like Vulcan is the biggest Primarch. He's huge. Um <laughs> but I so funny enough, they're like don't worry, my friends. I am here to save you and your children. And you have this like nine foot tall, blazing red eyed <laughs> dude. It's like, do not worry, young child. I will save you. When, when you said they were the nicest, I was like, excuse? They look horrible. They look like the kind of people that would like absolutely murder just because it was fun and they liked the sound of squishing flesh. Well, ironically, Vulcan did set an Eldar child on fire because he was angry once. Uh, but oh, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I, I love that story. It makes me laugh in, 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 like, a okay. mor- in like a morbid way. 
Don't worry about it. Regard. Okay. All right. Getting all off right. track here. Sure. Getting off track here. Moving right along. <laughs> They're loyal. All right. They're loyalists. <laughs> so, so basically, the Iron Hands actually Iron Hands and their Primarch Ferris. He's probably the douchiest one. Um, mm -hmm. Them, Corvus Corax of the Raven Guard and Vulcan of the Salamanders. They all dropped to deal with Horus the Death Guard. Um, you know, Emperor's Children of the World Eaters. And this is when you got into like a full on 1v1 war. I'm not sure exactly how many they dropped down into this area, but not only were the Space Marine chapters themselves fighting on this planet after all of their like Thunderhawks and drop pods dropped them in, but mm -hmm. also it was the other Space Marines and their Primarchs. So Vulcan with this big hammer was bonking on people. Corvus was was uh, flying around in his giant jetpack with his double claws of lightning and his emo haircut, just like slicing <laughs> down traitors. Uh, uh, Ferris Mance, the Iron Hands, was cutting down different guys, having his uh, servo arms behind him, like little Doc Ock firing weapons and grabbing fleeing enemies and bringing them back to him. It was Jesus. it was crazy. Angron was like dual wielding chainsaws and just screeching his oh. head off. Um, Mortarian Jesus. had his big scythe and he was just cleaving people. Fulgrim, being as beautiful as he was, was like like a dance, just sliding between enemies and slitting their throats as the Emperor's children. Ooh. He was it was a it was a total it's super badass. If if we had the money, this would be a damn good movie. Uh but <laughs> sounds so like there, end game. It, it kind of is. It's a, It's. It pretty much is the end game fight. As close as you're gonna get to it. Yeah. Um. So as this is going on, Horus is chilling in his like uh his big old castle on the way back. You know, just kind of overseeing everything because that's mm -hmm. you know he's the war master and you don't want to. He doesn't want to take a bolter out of the head. Sure. Um, combine that with the fact that also a large contingent of the Admech have actually joined Horus because Horus promised oh. them the uh, the spoils. Of war of like the STC constructs and all of the the major technology that he gets. Oh, which so now he's got access to tons of like like knights and like Titan legions and and they're called the Dark Mechanicus. Um, they are Mechanicum. They're they're dude. If you can imagine them, imagine the things that Admech get up to, but then backed by chaos. Chaos. I didn't know that there was a, Dark a Mechanicum. Dark Mechanicus. They are hugely important we'll have a whole episode on them but they are so important and it sucks that they're not represented on the tabletop because they are super fucking important i was gonna say when looking for like minis and just like scanning around every now and then i was like i don't recall there being a section for dark mechanicus and they sound Real cool, because I already love the admech and if you're telling me you can have some wonky ass chaos shit with the Admech, that'd be sick as fuck. Yep, it is absolutely possible. I hope they eventually make minis. But like yeah, I, I most buy. of most of Mars basically turned like turned traitor. Like a large amount of Mars did. Um oh. And I, oh actually it may have been the whole thing. I think there were definitely like like insurgents that were still in there, you know, fighting fighting the good fight, quote unquote. But they, like they had to constantly hold back Mars because come on, man, the Admech, they're they're horrifying. Oh, yeah. um, oh, but as the as the fight raged, right? As things kept on going, basically what occurred was the was that after all of the loyalist legions, Ferris Manus, uh, the Salamanders, all those kinds of group, as they kept on making ground, they were starting to really starting to push the traitors back. 
um, until the traders started pushing back and they kind of had a tug of war. But then, mm-hmm. luckily for all of the um, for all of the loyalist factions, for the Salamanders and such, they were as they were getting pushed back and they were getting kind of pushed back and back. They they weren't too worried because they had reinforcements inbound. Thank God, uh, from mm-hmm. the Alpha Legion, the Iron Warriors, the Night Lords, and the Word Bearers. Uh oh. And and right at that moment, as the loyalists were backing as backing up to reinforce and recuperate, a million drop pods with quote unquote uh, loyal factions that were unaware that they had turned traitor landed behind them, and then a just pincer move and a hail of bombs and gunfire landed into the the backing up loyalists. Ooh, that's ooh. Yeah, he's like, I sure do love being a loyalist. I sure do love being a loyalist. Oh, look, the the uh, Alpha Legion, (laughs) Iron Warriors, Nightlords, and Warbirds are here to reinforce our position, and then they just start opening fire on them. Oh boy, well that sucks. It is. It was very bad. They lost like. Pretty much all of them. Yeah, I was gonna say, how does anybody really survive that? I, I mean, you're getting pincered by. Ooh. It it was really bad. Like I think pretty much their entire legion was decimated. Like they they will no longer play a factor into the Horus Heresy. The Iron Hands, the Salamanders, and the Raven Guard were almost entirely annihilated. In fact, Jesus. so badly so that um. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Vulcan got, was, like, hit with, like, a nuclear weapon or something? Or... Oh! Uh, okay, so 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 Vulcan... Okay, so Vulcan... This is something that I kind of don't like. Uh, he's something called a perpetual, which means that Vulcan can never truly die. He he will, like, be reduced to atoms, but then the atoms will, like, reform himself. And then huh. he'll come back alive again. I don't like this bit of writing. It makes him immortal, and I think it's a little dumb. Uh, but right. he is that. And so... Vulcan, after his entire legion got fucked, was then captured by Night Lord Primarch Conrad Kurz, also mm-hmm. known as the most terroristy man of all time, <laughs> and was subsequently tortured like Ooh. mad with Conrad Kurz being like, why won't you fucking die? And he just kept <laughs> on going. And he Jesus. like, if Vulcan was anyone else, he would have been would have been dead. Uh, if oh, it was anyone boy. else, he would have been dead. Uh, Conrad Kurz, not Conrad Kurz, sorry, Corvus Corax, wrong guy, of the Raven Guard, fought with good old, I believe it was Angron. And they were trading blows like mad, but Angron got the upper hand and was about to kill Corax when at the last second he just blew himself up into the air using his jetpack. So he was able to escape barely, wow. like, surviving, gravely wounded in some mm-hmm. uh, transports thanks to his his jetpack. However, there the main battle there was between Ferris Manus, Primarch of the Iron Hands, and Fulgrim. And the two of them were 1v1ing each other like hard, hardcore. Mm-hmm. And before anything, uh, like before Ferris could get the upper hand and Fulgrim being the swift, beautiful man that he was, uh, <laughs> was able to, I think he, he dislocated his arm, he, he popped it like oh. out, and then he, then he like, I think I think like stabbed his tendons. It's a it's a very big major fight of what was going on at the time. Uh, Fulgrim, however, did indeed get the upper hand, and uh, 
after a little bit of hesitation to doing what he did to his brother, um, decapitated Ferris Manus. And Ooh. then and there, the Primarch of the Iron Hand ceased to be. Oof. He Guess was he got uh, a little ahead of himself. Yep, that was one of the uh, the major... I mean, he wanted to hesitate, but I believe it was like the Dark Gods pushing on his arm kind of thing. Yeah. They are like, you gotta do it. So that was the, the death of Ferris Manus is, is actually, I think, the first major Primarch death. I think it's the first Primarch death. I can't think of another one at the current moment. Um, besides, yeah. I guess, the other two that were expunged from history. Yeah. Uh, but... That's the the drop site of uh, the drop site massacre. That's why it's called that because it oh was a massacre. Man, uh, it was an absolute uh, bloodbath. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised they only called it a massacre. <laughs> I mean, Jesus I, Christ! I think in total, I think like five to six hundred thousand Space Marines died uh, on the Jesus. on the loyalist side, and only about twenty two thousand lived. Jesus. Like, it is an absolute massacre. The Raven Guard, the Salamanders, the Iron Hands, they ceased to be a factor. And that was kind of the whole point of Horus's, you know, like, his battles is that he can't just 1v1 Big E. Of course You know, not. He, he needs to, to do, like, strikes, and he needs to do insurrections and trickery. And that was the big one. Like, like with his power, he was eight guys strong. Sons of Horus, Death Guard, Emperor's Children, World Leaders, Alpha Legion, Iron War... Five, actually. Wait, no. One, two, three, four. No, four. Four strong. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> four strong. And then not only that, it, um, sorry, four plus four means eight. Four strong in the beginning. Four stronger after the Alpha Legion when they all came to betray. Mm -hmm. So it started with four, now eight. Soon to be nine, because now the Thousand Sons are going to pledge themselves to Horus and his cause. Oh, right, right, right. That Yeah. Because Magnus is upset he's spaghetti. Well, he can't be anything but upset. He's spaghetti. I mean, there's no other option. I mean, it, it really is. Though. Magnus Magnus had a bad yeah, time. There's nothing else for him to do. It, can't it go was, back to the Emperor. I, you know, oh, sure. Might as well turn traitor. What else? That? What else I got to do? Finally, last but not least, we have the Siege of Terra. Uh, I, now, I'm skipping a lot in this in-between. Yeah. There's, like, Malkador the Sigilite tried to assassinate Horus multiple times and there's all this kind of stuff but but basically I'm, I'm skipping over that because oh my god mm -hmm. there's a lot there's a lot the siege of Terra is exactly what it sounds like it is the siege of Terra and the Imperial Palace now mm -hmm. understanding what was going on at this point there were really not many options left for the loyalists in fact in reality, there were basically only two Space Marine Legions that took part in the siege to help the Imperial Fists with Primarch Rogel Dorm and the White Scars of uh, Jagatai Khan, um, which were the Mongolian ones, if you uh, forget. Yeah. Um, they're pretty cool. They're all about the fur. Don't Are, are they the ones that ride the bikes? Yeah, yeah they're, the, they're the Speed Boys. Ah, uh, they're cool. I like they're, really, they're really cool. Um, but Horus, being the insanely intelligent man that he was... He sent out the word bearers to attempt to stop the Ultramarines. Now, that was kind of a doomed plan because the Ultramarines Legion is gigantic. Yeah. Uh, it is it is like 400,000 where an average Legion is like 150 to 200,000. Um, but basically, he knew he could not 1v1 Gilliman. Like, it was not going to work. Mm -hmm. So he had to send over 
quite a bit, Lorgar and his boys to stop them. And it actually kind of worked. Uh, it, it worked. Huh. They held them at bay for a while, but it wasn't just that that he did. It was um, that was called the Battle of uh, of Kalth or Kaith, um, kind of a weird one. But basically, he needed to take as many of the remaining loyalist legions as he could, and he, he needed to like you know divide and conquer. You know, sure. you need to to segment them because if you don't, he's not going to be able to fight a one on one war. He just doesn't have the power. Yeah. So he keeps the Ultramarines held at bay with the with Lorgar. And then I believe it was the the uh I think it was the word bearers. And the word no, not the word bearers, that, that was Lorgar. The world eaters, my bad. Um I believe the world eaters, they also assisted in the I think it was the it was either the Siege of Terror or they also helped with the um with the Battle of Kaith. Mm-hmm. I'm actually I'm actually slipping on this one. This this is really difficult. Uh, for me to remember this kind of stuff, I, I know, I, I know that the Space Wolves, the Dark Angels, and the Ultramarines were all kept aside. All okay. of them were kept aside. Ultramarines with the uh, Word Bearers. I know that the Night Lords kept one of them at bay. I think it was the Space Wolves they kept at bay. Um, so the Night Lords were sent over there as well, and then another one I, I don't quite remember stopped the Dark Angels. There's, okay. there's, it's a, it's a lot. It was a. Uh, it was quite a bit, um, but also thanks to Lorgar's uh, crazy shenanigans, he was able to create like these big old warp storms to cut off the Ultramarines from arriving, because there were just so many of them, right? Boy, I I bet Ems is regretting what he did to Lorgar right about now. He's not uh, feeling good about it, no sir. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have burnt everything he loved and cherished to the ground. Oh well. Oh darn. <laughs> Damn it. But, <laughs> But regardless of, of which got sent where, the, the long and the short of it is that the three major legions, the Dark Angels, the uh, Space Wolves, and the Ultramarines were all being forced back. And they were all basically having like distraction fights to keep them from being at Terra. The White mm. Scars actually could have helped the Space Wolves, uh, but I think Rogel Dorn was like, hey man, I, we, we need you back here. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you gotta go. So they dim, and then Horus descended upon the Imperial Palace and Terra in its own right. And it's called the Siege of Terra because not only do you have to deal with the Imperial Fists, which are really freaking good at defending stuff, like they are so good at fortifying things, but you also had to deal with the White Scars rolling around at Mach 5, and most importantly, (laughs) you had to deal with the uh, uh, Custodians. Oh, yeah. Because this is the palace itself. This is the 10,000 heroes of the custodians, and they do not go down easy. Um, Oh, I totally forgot about the Blood Angels. I I feel like an asshole. The Blood Angels were also part of it as well. Sanguinius, Primarch of the Blood Angels, and uh, Horus's closest friend uh, were also a big part of that. Um, I, I recall, I don't I don't mean to bring back the YouTube comments, everyone was like, oh yeah, Sanguinius was actually like the best Primarch, and I know very little about Blood Angels and Sanguinius other than vampires, and they look edgy and cool. They do look edgy and cool and beautiful. Uh, I mean, he looks like Alucard, for God's sake, but Sanguinius <laughs> is, he is the Primarch of the Blood Angels, and he and Horus were like, they're like best friends. They're, they were literally best friends. They, oh. they were, they had a huge brotherly bond. Um, so it's kind of going back to like a you know brother against brother kind of deal. Gotcha. Uh, 
And of course, then you also had two million guardsmen. But ah, who cares about ah, the two million ah, guardsmen? No, ah, who cares? Lots of guardsmen, obviously, because the Imperial Guard was a big part of it. But yeah, uh, in this case, it was the siege of Terra because they couldn't just like burn their way in. It was it was a siege. They had to keep on bombarding it. They had mm-hmm. to keep on pushing it. This went on for a while. Uh, Sanguinius How long is a while. Uh, in Warhammer time, I have no idea. Uh, not super long, because it, it, like a few days or, or days, I think. I don't entirely know. Okay. The, prob- the, the problem is that you also had the other battles between the Space Wolves and the Ultramarines and the Dark Angels. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was days, months, years. I, I truly don't know. Uh, good old Games Workshop does not have a sense of time. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say in, in, in Warhammer, it's like, oh, yeah, it lasted a while. Well, how long is that? 60,000 years. What? Yeah, I. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, okay. I truly don't know, but it was a long time. Um, yeah, Shai says the entirety of the Horus Heresy is like five years, but that's like the entirety okay. of the heresy. The Siege of Terror right. in its own right, I'm not quite sure. Um, okay. But regardless, they were on a ticking clock because, you know, Ultramarines, Dark Angels, Space Wolves. Sure, sure. So I hold them back for so long. Yes. So as the uh, oh, and apparently Shai says five trillion dead. Uh, That's which, a lot. Yes. That's a <laughs> fuck ton of people. Jesus Christ. Yeah, good old five. Just casually five trillion. God damn. Like I the said, no, the, no sense of, of numbers. Were even, the fact that there were even five trillion people to kill is pretty impressive. But the fact that five trillion wasn't just all of them <laughs> i know it's so dumb but <laughs> oh so during this period of time with the siege of terror of course they were f- i'm skimping over many details but <laughs> they're fighting really hard the white scars are doing their fighting jagatai khan is fighting the rogel rogel dorn is fighting everyone's fighting i think rogel dorn and angron have like a fight together it's pretty hardcore but after all this murder and all this bloodshed and this insane sieging, Sanguinius also fought like a greater demon, if I'm not mistaken, Whoa. which is kind <laughs> of nutty. He has like big ass angel wings and shit, but I don't know. I, I know you play uh, Thousand Suns or you collect them. Uh, yeah. You know, like the Lord of Change, that giant bird thing? Yeah. He, he like... basically fought a corn version of that called a Bloodthirster. Oh, <laughs> he basically one v one did and beat it, which is nuts. Okay, cool. Absolutely what a, what nuts. A, what a bro. He's pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, now he was fucking wounded as hell, but it hurt badly. Sure. But he did it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty goddamn nutty. Um, so with that, after enough time. After the siege was going on, Horus was like, it's taking too long. It's taking too long. It's taking too long. I don't like this at all. And, mm. and then eventually, after enough enough time, your boy, uh, your boy, I think it was, maybe it was either Erebus. I, I forget exactly who told him. But people were like, hey, hey, um, uh, hey, dude, we got word from our, our super secret dark spies and horrible people. Uh, the Dark Angels, the Space Wolves, and the Ultramarines are on their way back. Um, uh oh. <laughs> they're coming. Uh, they'll be here in about three hours. Uh oh. <laughs> like, uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> and this this came to what might have been the the number one greatest gamble and option and choice that that, that horse chose because he's like, God damn it! 
I don't have time. I don't have the resources. I can't. I can't finish this. I am going to fail. And mm -hmm. and trying to leave and like recuperate his losses means that so will the Imperium. And oh yeah. So he took a big, big freaking gamble. He was on his major flagship called the Vengeful Spirit, uh, which is still around today. By the way, uh, it's what still being it's being used still. I know, right? What a what a goddamn ship. <laughs> Um, Especially for Horus, what a name for the shit. The Vengeful Spirit, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's super cool. Very uh, on the nose, but yeah. <laughs> well, most of Warhammer is. It's true, true, true. So he decided to lower the void shields on his ship, which basically meant that he and people and everyone else could teleport in and out of the ship. Oh. And so he lowered it as almost a challenge uh, to Big E. So Big okay. E... Currently sitting on the golden throne this whole time, keeping the demons out, saw this, and he basically took the bait. He was like, mm. I can teleport myself right into Horus's flagship and end this here. And Ooh. so what, what he did, though, but before this, is he went to his best friend, his closest advisor, his buddy Malkador the Sigilite, one of the, mo the second most powerful psyker in the galaxy... Uh, but still a normal human. And he said, and he asked him at the last favor to take his spot on the golden throne and hold the demons out while he does his, you know, he does his business. Yeah. And uh, as he did that, he entombed himself into the golden throne uh, and he did it. He pushed the demons away, but man, was it a lot for him. It was, it was very a difficult challenge. And right before Ems left, he made a declaration said that Malkador the Sigilite will no longer be known as Malkador the Sigilite, but rather known as Malkador the Hero. Aww. And I know, right? It's quite sweet. And so, placing him on the Golden Throne, the Emperor teleported himself, as well as, if I'm not mistaken, Sanguinius, a mm -hmm. bunch of custodians, and various other, um, various other, like, forces. And, like, his own personal contingent of custodian bodyguards. And also, I, I think maybe Rogaldorn and Jagatai Khan. Maybe it's just Rogaldorn. I don't know mm -hmm. if Khan was in it or not. I, I think he might have been, but definitely Rogaldorn. Um, into the uh, into the ship, and they Ooh. then being Horace being the conniving smart man as he was, he de he closed off certain segments of the ship. He routed them. You know, he was leading them oh, like rats in a maze. Okay. Yeah, to, yeah, to kind of fuck around and get them all lost on his gigantic flagship. Finally, yeah. the first person to make it to the bridge uh, to meet Horus alone was good old Sanguinius. And Sanguinius, oh. right before uh, he got to Horus, Horus went to his, his closest friend, his, his, bro, his big bro, his, his bro-tier friend. And, and he pleaded with him, like, don't, don't fight now. Join me. Join like like. Don't you see the emperor's folly? Don't you see he's terrible? Don't you see yada yada yada? Mm -hmm. Obviously, Sanguinius doesn't want to hear none of this. Yeah. And so then they had their their big fight, but calling it a big fight is a little bit of a uh, of a overstatement. Being after one v oneing and putting down a greater demon of corn, Sanguinius was quite quite oh. wounded. And uh, now it's said that he struck a pretty good blow on Horace's chest plate. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll talk about that later. It, that's one of those like unreliable narrator things where like some people say he did. Some people say he didn't. I'm going to say he did because it sounds cool. 
Yeah, uh, and but because we all like Sanguinian. Or we all like Sanguinius. Sang- Sanguinius. Sanguinius. Gotcha. Sanguinius. Uh, but after blows were exchanged, Horus proved like absolutely no match. Or other way around, sorry. He was too much of a match for Sanguinius. And at, with his giant, like, horrifying power claw, strangled Sanguinius to death Oof. and dropped his body right on the on the floor in front of him. And that's a, almost exactly the moment when Big E arrived to, you know, uh, see what the hell had happened. Which is why in that really famous image, that's Sanguinius mm-hmm. on the ground, dead. Yep. And, and that's dead. actually a, a pretty... It's a pretty fucking sad moment i don't do it justice because i'm trying to uh shorten it all but closest friends closest brothers emperor's favorite son emperor comes in seeing his favorite son who just strangled the life out of the primarch of the blood angels his best buddy like it's it's pretty rough you know this this is where men cried if if sanguinius hadn't fought that greater demon and he was like full strength would he have even been a match for Horus at that point, or would it have been closer? It would, would have been closer, absolutely. But Horus had the Dark Gods backing him up. I'm not quite sure. Um, okay, I mean, so he's maybe still, so Sanguinius still had no chance at really beating him. Oh, I wouldn't say no chance, but I'd, okay. I'd argue that Horus was probably more powerful. It's a little difficult gotcha. to really determine because it's different. Like a greater demon is just a big ass demon, right? Sure, He's, it's not sure. like a tactician like Horus is. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not quite sure. We're going into what ifs at that point, but mm-hmm. really, regardless, Horus was pretty nutty. So it's unsurprising. <laughs> Fair. Uh, Fair. But then Big E came there, you know, and Big E was like, Horus, you ignorant slut. <laughs> look, look, look what you've done. <laughs> Word for word. <laughs> and naturally, verbatim, that's what he said. Verbatim. He's just like, Dwight, you ignorant slut. Now, naturally, Horace was like, come on, Dad, don't you see your folly? Bow beneath me and be part of my cause, and I'll spare you your life. Uh, you know, the Imperium was founded upon lies, and, you know, I, I know what you did to the Thunder Warriors, and all this kind of thing. And, and Big E has heard this song and dance before. And yep. he's like, yeah, fuck that. I ain't bowing. <laughs> Think I'm an idiot. I wasn't born yesterday. I don't even know if I was born. Yeah. <laughs> so naturally, they came into their their big 1v1. The Horus versus the Emperor 1v1. Mm-hmm. And it is catastrophic. They The <laughs> fact that they're fighting each other like the way they are with bl- glancing blows of each other is insane. Now, granted, Horus proved no match. Horus would not emperor. at all deal with the Ems, but you know, you know that one thing that the Emperor kept aside. He has, he in fact, he had a little bit of it, a little bit of thing called compassion, and oh. he just couldn't bring himself to landing the final blow on his favorite son. His son, yeah, he just couldn't do it. And with that time, that proved to be a bit of his undoing. The um, Horus disarmed the Emperor by slicing the tendon in his wrist. He Oof. he's uh, broke his arm backwards, and he slit the Emperor's jugular. Oh, and Jesus. and I and then he battered his armor to like he Emperor got bodied, and he even you know you know what he did to seal the deal? Can you guess? To seal the deal, mm-hmm. um. 
You know, when I think Warhammer sealing the deal, immediately I'm thinking poison and nukes, but I don't think that's going to play a part. Here. No, sir. He did the backbreaker. Oh, did he really? <laughs> he actually he actually did. Well, I don't think we're at that part in the Siege of Terror books yet, but I'm reading the wiki right now, and they said backbreaker, so god damn it, I'm going with backbreaker. Oh, god damn it. Oh, man, the Iron Sheik would be thrilled with the way Warhammer. <laughs> it's... Uh... Yeah, right, right here on the wiki, verbatim. Horace raised his father high over his head and broke his back over his knee. <laughs> oh yeah, what, what else we got here? A psychic blast seared the flesh from the emperor's face, destroying one of his eyes. Uh, ripped his right arm from his socket. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, like like Jesus Christ. Horace went to town. Um, now this next part is a part that is known as myth and legend and might not have actually happened, but I want to talk about it because it's kind of cool. Um, basically, there's a, a story of a singular person who saw this happening, and right before the Emperor was, you know, to be killed, because he was mm -hmm. kind of holding Biggie's, like, body in the air, like, I've won, I've won, all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. There was After throwing his body to the ground, there was the statement that one lone individual stood in the way between the battered, battered Emperor and Horus. Um, now, what this individual was is dependent on who you ask. Uh, or it could just be a story for, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit of, uh, of morale boosting. But one of the stories that me as an Imperial Guard player truly likes was that <laughs> it was a man known as Olanius Pius, a singular guardsman. One huh. guardsman stood in the way of Horus and the Emperor and said no now, if you ask the Blood Angels with the death of their Primarch, they said it was a Blood Angels Terminator. If you ask okay. the Custodians, they'd say it was a Custodian who was there. It's sure. it's one of those, like, the person de changes depending on who you ask. Because it's, it's more <laughs> okay. of a, a sense of heroism, you know? One yeah. who has nothing in the face of unstoppable odds still put himself in the way of the Emperor to protect him. Which is why I like the Guardsman one, because it's like a normal fucking dude with a fucking lasgum, <laughs> stood in between Horus and the dying Emperor and was like, I will not let you kill the Emperor. Which, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty manly, it's pretty ballsy, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty cool, and so it's it's a very good, like, rousing tale, right? Um, now, do you know what happened to this individual? Uh, I'm assuming he gets crushed like a little bitty baby bug. He he is uh, uh, flayed alive. By a, a oh. by a glancing psychic blast from Horus and like a maniacal laugh. And, Jesus. and that right, which is why I kind of believe it's a guardsman more because if it was like a custodian, like like Horus is powerful, but custodians are really tough. And, yeah. you know, I don't know. Um, but <laughs> with seeing that happen, seeing this this lone soul just get like fucking annihilated uh, through like the sheer joy of Horus doing so, that's when the emperor was like, that's this is no longer my son. This this truly is a chaos monstrosity. This is no longer my son. Oh, and, so he loses the compassion and he and with a full just like he fucking spirit bombed him with his full on psychic power, all of his pure psychic energy. He fired a lance so strong and it pierced through the little chest plate that that Sanguinius cut. And uh, at oh. that point in time. The demonic gods kind of like let go of their grip on Horus. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, those fuckers. And and so the last moment before Horace's death was that of like regret and sorrow and like, oh my God, what have I done? And oh. as that happened, Horace was just like, I, I cannot understate how dead he is. Okay. <laughs> I cannot understate this. All right. Like he, okay. So whenever you're killed as a, as a chaos being, you go into the warp, right? Your soul goes to the warp. Sure. And you can be revived. If you kill a greater demon, depending on how hard you kill the son of a bitch, he'll come back like 500 years later because, oh. because that's just how demons and souls in the warp work. Okay. You know, you're functionally immortal. You're like, you're a, a servant of the dark gods. You die, you go back to the warp, and then you can come back later. Horus mm. was all f 4 from existence. His soul, <laughs> his pure oh, soul, shit. and his, his all memory of him was purged from like the plane of existence, Horus will never come back. Wow. Horus, Horus will never ever come back. He was completely deleted from the timeline. I cannot Jesus. underestimate how dead <laughs> this son of a bitch is. He is so fucking dead. He is as dead as you could possibly be. I have <laughs> never seen a man being all f 4 from existence this hard. Jesus. Now. Holy shit. So as this occurred, very shortly after, Rogel Dorn comes and sees his, his father's bloodied dead body or dying body you know very much dying mm. body on the ground and he's yeah. like oh no my dad and so <laughs> he ran up to big e grabbed him of course and then teleported back to the golden throne mm -hmm. and him and jagatai khan primark of the white scars uh started moving him back to the throne where malkador was like really struggling really mm. struggling to hold on but right as the at the last second as uh the emperor was dying Malkador released his grip on the Golden Throne and transferred his teeny, and I mean tiny bit, of life essence, which psychers can do. They can, like, give you their life essence mm -hmm. um, into the Emperor to keep him alive for a few minutes more. And right as that happened, the Emperor's last thing he saw, the last thing that he was able to see before he was entombed on the Golden Throne for the rest of eternity was his best friend being turned into ash. Malkador, oh. Malkador just crumbled. His entire body crumbled into an ashy dust at, at, at his like feet. Oh boy, that's that's brutal. That's mm -hmm. rough. So jeez. Oh, Big E is then uh placed on the golden throne. Uh he takes gives a couple more words to uh, Rogaldorn and Jagatai Khan. And now his his he's been there since. He Boy. the the uh, golden throne of Terra houses the emperor's dying, rotting corpse as he has to <laughs> perpetually for eternity hold back the demons coming in from Magnus's little charade, and do his best to keep the entire Imperium from dying. And that is why Malkador's final uh, you know gift to the Emperor is why they have to sacrifice a thousand psychers to the Emperor every single day to oh. give them his life essence so that he can keep living. Jesus. You know about the thousand yeah. psychers a day thing, right? I, I, I did. I was about to ask you about that before you brought it up. I was like, is it true that they need to like sacrifice thousands of psychers a day just to keep Big Ems alive? Yep, because that's how they learned with Malkador's actions that you can actually transfer like the soul of somebody to to uh, another person. So 
that's why now, in order to keep him alive on that Golden Throne, they need those psychers. So, so is when when he's on this golden throne and he's getting this psyker, is he aware or is he like in like a catatonic state and he's just a barrier? It's, un, or it's like, unsure. Uh, he's definitely not not as doing as hot as he used to. We'll say that. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> um, but I believe that he is to a point somewhat aware, uh, but okay. I don't know to like the extent. Um, oh, okay. It's difficult to truly to truly uh, determine. However, he definitely does have a presence in the warp. That's for certain. Okay, gotcha. Um, with with that though, that really is at the end of where the emperor lies, as he's been there to this day. In in the current time of forty k, he's still there. He looks like a corpse. There's the famous picture of the corpse emperor where he's like a big skeleton. Yep, you know, yeah, well, I've um, seen that one. Yep, that's a pretty common one. Uh, as for what happened with the rest of everything, the death of Sanguinius sent out, with Sanguinius being a really powerful psyker, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. um, sent out a catastrophic mental wave to the rest of the Blood Angels. Like, the rest oh. of the Blood Angels felt that death, like, super hard. And then that is, I'm not sure if this is where it first developed, or if maybe this is where it kicked it into high gear. Something called the Black Rage which is the genetic oh. fault of the uh, of the blood angels where the longer they serve as blood angels they have an unquenchable taste for human blood and they become just maniacal killing machines oh that's how they become vampires yeah and that's that there's also units called like death company and those are people who try to go into battle with reckless abandon hoping to die because if they if they live they're going to be executed anyway because they become they become dangerous Oh, um, okay. But then, like, the battle outside of Terra, all the Blood Angels basically instantly got turned into this Black Rage horrifying, like, monstrosities, and they went to town. Fucking all of ho- the Horus's dudes felt his Primarch, the Primarch die. They started, like, the Space Marines started mm. fleeing and re- started retreating and then started running. Oh, like. Like blood, you know that fucking image of of goddamn um oh, that that meme of Spider Man where he's like overacting. He's like shocker, get get <laughs> yeah, back here! Yeah. I'll chase you to the ends of the earth. <laughs> it was it was basically that they just they Jesus. were going so mad with with power and and with like bloodlust. The Black Legion of Sons of Horus, all the traitors, just started like running. And I mean that's that's I mean the blood angels were already really really strong and then you send them into a bloodthirsty rampage I I I I can see why why you might be a little scared and you might want to run you might want to get the fuck out of there it, it wouldn't hurt not at all <laughs> it, it, it that's exactly the point it wouldn't hurt to just get the fuck out of there you stay and it might hurt real bad <laughs> oh yeah and it did um and that really at that point is is where the Horus Heresy mostly ended. I, I mean, the rest of the guys came, the Ultramarines, the Dark Angels, etc. They finally arrived. They cleaned up any remaining mess that were around there. Uh, obviously, many people didn't leave. Like, the Death Guard escaped and lived. Fulgrim of the Emperor's Children escaped and lived. Mm-hmm. Most traitor Primarchs are still alive, actually. Oh. Um, most of them still still are alive. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Magnus is alive. Uh, Horus is very dead. Angron, Mortarian, <laughs> Fulgrim, Lorgar, Perturabo, uh, Alpharius Omegon, 
which is actually an interesting one. They're like a twin Primarch. We'll talk about the Alpha Legion one day. They're pretty cool. Okay. Uh, but the only ones that I think were actually killed on the Hor on the um, the Heresy side was Horus, uh, good old Conrad Kurz. Mm. Uh, Conrad Kurz died later by an assassination, but that's like a neither here nor there. I, I think mm. that's really it. Yeah. So so what are they all doing now? Like, it was Horus the only thing that was like uniting them, or are they still considered like allies? Would they are they ever gonna like try and storm Terra again or like what's the what's the what's their goal well, now well that that would be for a different episode we're already pretty damn ah. into this one uh that being said uh <laughs> that being said i think the, the we have to talk more about that on like uh the black crusades and more about the black legion long story short there's this dude named abaddon he's taken over horus's place uh but ah. that's a whole different thing and that's gotcha. We'll talk about that another day. I, if I'm not mistaken, at the current moment, like lots of the Primarchs aren't like around anymore. Like, mm -hmm. like Sanguinius obviously dead, so is Ferris Mass. But like, we don't know where Lehman Russ is. We don't know where Rogel Dorn is. We don't know where Jagatai Khan is. We don't know where Vulcan is. They're all like gone. Mm -hmm. But in in the current timeline, they've all kind of gone missing. But that is probably for their their respective legions. We'll talk about that. Okay. Cool. Um, cool. But in, but that being said. I think that's really the Horus Heresy. I, I think next episode we're going to be talking about the Age of Apostasy. I hope Ooh. because I'm so fucking hyped for that. <laughs> I am girls. so hyped. It's my girls. It's your girls. We get to talk. We get to talk about the Sisters of Battle. We get to talk about Goge Van Dyer, also known as the evilest name of all time. <laughs> I was gonna say, Warhammer has some hella evil names. They, Warhammer's great at naming stuff. Uh, See, so Shy, I, I, Shy wants orcs after apostasy, and I'm okay with I, that. I think orcs gonna be a fun episode. Like I've I've heard little bits and pieces about orcs and how wonky they are. They're real fun guys. Uh, but um, I, I I'm I'm down for an orc episode for sure. Oh hell yeah! I, I want to do apostasy because it kind of ties into why the Imperium is a bunch of religious fanatics. Um, mm. because. Ironically, the Imperium right now is basically what Lorgar always wanted. <laughs> like they they worship the Emperor as a god. They have churches built to him. If you don't worship him, you're a heretic and you die. Like it's literally what Lorgar wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Lorgar had the last laugh. <laughs> yeah. If only Lorgar was born a little later. He's he still alive. Worshipped. Oh, that's true. He is still alive, isn't he? That's true. Yeah, yeah he's he chilling. Yeah. What, so I guess he wouldn't. He obviously wouldn't come back for that because he's like, well, yeah, I did want that. But fuck the emperor. Well, and they also <laughs> hate his guts and they'll kill him at first sight. Yeah, there's that too. I suppose. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but that is the Horus Heresy. This is our longest episode. I'm sorry it was so long. And I, oh my god, did I cut? I there was so much shit that I cut out of this one. Man, oh my goodness. We we made it though we made we did. it we did the horus heresy we got it all and it only took three episodes you know that's that's good shit instead of what was it uh 11 books we did it in three episodes just nice little you know cliff notes version hell yeah hell yeah, yeah. and with, with that i think it is time to wrap this episode up to all of you on patreon.com slash ridiculous you people are easily like i'm not even saying this as as, a, as like a uh like a sappy thing like actually are the people that make this stuff work 
You are still, oh, yeah. without a doubt, the people that that truly help us uh, continue to do this on now a weekly basis. And and with with that. For all of you who uh, you know are watching us or listening to us either on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, etc., to those of you patrons in the Discord server that we get to interact with and make memes with and joke around, <laughs> you're all truly wonderful. It was a pleasure having you all listening to us for this many episodes, and I am super excited for the next one. DK, where can they find you? Oh, you find me on everything. DK Diamantes, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, real DK Diamantes, because I, I can't afford to pay people to give up names, man. Nope, it, it's it's been people are stubborn and stupid. Yeah. Uh, you can find Shy at Quiet Shy everywhere, I'm pretty sure. Lots of places, basically. Yeah, quite or, shallow you know, some places, but yeah. Quite shallow some places. Yeah. And then I'm Bricky everywhere. Uh, I, I stream a lot. So does DK. We, st- we stream a lot, you know, just saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we stream a little bit. Twitch, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Twitch.tv yeah. slash Bricky. Thank you so much for watching, everyone. It was a pleasure. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Best end to an episode ever. <laughs>